I can say again, it's a blessing to be here. How many years have we been coming here? Long time. Yeah. That means I was a teenager and I'm still 19, so that's you got the picture. So <laughs> where did the time go by? And uh, we've gone through a couple of different preachers over the years, and I think we started with, um, yeah, way, way back. So thank the Lord for that. Um, tell a little bit our bio where <laughs> I'm a doctor. That means I, I was too dumb to quit school, but that means I, got, I have a doctorate in economics, so that means anything. I'd really rather say I got a doctor's in scripture because I love the word of God. And this is the greatest economic textbook there is. Um, I, we just finished, I got a book published now. It's going to be available for the public schools, I mean public school, Christian schools. We'll use it as a textbook to teach high school seniors how to handle money. That's one thing they don't teach you in school. No, they just say, hey, you got a four, year, four, four years of high school, go out there and, and go to college. And, and still, you go through four years of college, and what do you find yourself? Still getting in financial difficulties. So the Bible is the greatest economic textbook, and I'd say the Bible is the Word of God, and as the Word of God, it is truth. And so this morning, I want to look at what the Bible says and, uh, and what the Bible says about truth. What is truth? Because truth is being under, uh, under attack. Can truth be relative? What do, what do you mean by truth being relative? Not your cousin Harry over here. No, we're not talking about that. Can truth be relative and still be truth? Well, you can't say, I, I'm gonna, this is the way we are in our culture. I'm a, I'm a woman. Is that truth? Well, then how can... You mandate that I accept whatever you say you are saying as absolute truth when obviously you're not. <laughs> Were you speeding? No, I wasn't speeding, officer. The car was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see where the idiocy is going to go when you don't have any moral absolutes of what is exactly truth. And when I look into the Word of God, there's, a, there's, there's plenty of places where Jesus said that he is what? He said, I am, the word am, where I am, anyone knows anything about scripture, that means it's forever and ever eternal. It's a present tense, always presence. Jesus said, I am. Who's he saying this to? Jesus was brought before for Herod, and he was brought into the judgment hall. Why? Because there was a big uprising out there. The Jews didn't want Jesus, and of course there was a big uprising. And so now they, um, they didn't like Herod either. And so now here Jesus is brought, Jesus is brought in front of Herod and um, he asked him who he is. And Jesus said, I am. That means eternal, forever. Truth is not truth one day and not truth the next day. So when he defined himself, he said, I am the forever, the truth. I am the way. I am the truth, not a truth. And if you take the truth and make it eternal, it'll give you life everlasting. Jesus came to die for us on the cross. He didn't come to become famous. He didn't come here just to make a make Herod have a hard time. But and and didn't uh, you know? And the Jews. 
they were being pleased because Jesus was now going to be, be a scourge. And when after Jesus was scourged, by, and, and the, then he's drawn out again in front of the people. And what does Herod say? Behold your king. And here he's shredded. You know, I can't imagine taking the cat of nine tails and with all the metal strips and pieces of glass in, and 39 stripes just ripped his flesh beyond human recognition. And he did that, not bringing retribution, but he certainly made it very clear, I am, I am the way. Not a way to eternal life, I am the way and I am forever the truth. If you have I the way and you have the truth, you'll have eternal life. And people want to throw Jesus out and throw out, out truth today. Um, sad to say, some people lie to themselves. I'm not going to say the man's name, but some of you will recognize this man. But this man was a very, let's say, a very well-known golfer. Very well-known golfer, and he got himself in a lot of mess. <laughs> and, uh, and he went off with another woman that wasn't his wife, and now he's, now he's a has-been. But some of you are old enough to remember this golfer. And uh, you know, so when, um, when he was pulled over by the police, and then, then he admits what he was. Then looking back, and you talk to the man today, you'll see that he, he swallowed a lie. Self gets on the throne, and when self gets on the throne, you take God off the throne, you've got problems coming. Hey, someone say amen. Am I going down the wrong way in the interstate here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you take God off the throne, it's going to be punctured with my way instead of God's way. And when, they, when he got caught, this man said, I thought it was okay. I thought I was big enough to survive it. I thought that's where my happiness lies. Why? You lied to yourself and you're going to find happiness. When you live your life your way, it will, it will be punctuated with your way down the road. The true meaning of happiness cannot be found in selfishness. And when people twist the truth out there, the absolute obvious truth, and they twist it, they're trying to live it and turn truth into their selfish, self-centered direction. Today, we have replaced theology with religion. Now, what's the difference? Theology is based on God. Religion is based on man. You got all these ritualisms. I did that all my life, my growing up years, all the time. We have, that was a ritualism. But you don't find that in Scripture. And then we got creeds that, that don't even fit Scripture. And, uh, and so we've, we've thrown out God in our, in our public school systems. And in some of our churches, we've thrown out God, and now we've got a social club. And where's the truth? Truth must start with God. And it's not relative. Truth is now being replaced, being, truth is being replaced with pragmatism and a feel-good Christianity. That's what's out there. A feel-good Christianity. Why did you come to this church this morning? Because I felt good. Well, look, that's not the only reason why you ought to be here. You ought to be here because you want to hear the truth. What is our source of truth in America today? Philosophy. Yeah, we could look at a history, philosophy, Aristotle, Plato, Socrates. The Romans argued from a position of law, 
the Greeks argued from a position of philosophy, and the Christian must argue from a position of divine absolute truth right here. But what we're seeing in our churches, they're being influenced by the Roman position or the Greek position of philosophy. It may sound good, but if it's not in the Word of God, it's not true. <laughs> this is the divine truth. Many people base truth on what they saw on television. God help us. <laughs> yeah. So you see Archie Bunker, how he treated his wife. Now I've got men going across the country. Wanna, you, know, you don't want to treat your wife like he treated her. <laughs> truth, is, it must be based on, on the word of God. And if television is not a source of truth, and if you're going to indoctrinate yourself with television, you're going to indoctrinate yourself with a philosophical life that's based on humanism rather than Jesus Christ. The truth is in this book, and we must manage our life, we must conduct our life by the truth of this book. Not by someone's feeling out there, not by someone else's philosophy. The Archie Bunker of the days uh, had no respect. Leave it to Beaver, you know. Well, I, I remember watching that television show. And any of you ever, some of you don't even know who we're talking about. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> but you know, whenever he told a lie, Dad would sit down with him and say, "Son, you know that's not the truth, isn't it?" Now we're, we're looking for parents to even say that to their kids, and don't dare say it publicly. But it might take away your kids because you told your kids you're telling them a lie. How far we've gone. X-rated television. Now it's 24 hours a day. And you know, this, this imaginary lifestyle that's with stuff punctuated that no good Christian even ought to be watching. And we're indoctrinating ourselves. Television doesn't educate as much as it indoctrinates you with a philosophy that's anti-God. Yeah, I like to watch sports, and I didn't see the football game yesterday, but... Anyways, I, um, too many hours in the airplane. But I sure like to, uh, like to see what some people would say is truth if you ask the average person on the street. The home is often, even in the Christian home or even the, the non-Christian home, often denies the very existence of God. How can we have truth in our culture when what very small percentage of people call themselves born-again Christians? Well, you say, anybody else has truth? I said, well, you know, what, what is truth? It's got to be this book. And so if you throw this book out of your culture, take it out of your government, what do you have? You have man's feelings. And feelings are not a good source. I remember I heard this guy on the radio one day, you know, and I was listening to this radio program, and he said, put your hand on the radio and feel the spirit of God. And I thought when he said that, put your hand in the radio and you really feel something. <laughs> See, it's not, truth is not based on the feelings. This got to be how the, there's a biblical principle there. And yet we've got a culture that wants to uh, make truth relative. Before we ask what's wrong with worldly pleasures, let, let me ask you, is, is there anything wrong with anything then? Is there a right or wrong? Certainly there is a right or wrong. And we have a moral compass right here in the Word of God, but when we let our moral compass be guided by what someone says on television, what are we going to end up with? Or what someone said because they went to court, and, and, and of course, uh, 
the, the, the liberalism out there wants to twist the truth into a, to something that fits their agenda. Today, the ultimate source of all truth, the ultimate source of all truth must be the, uh, and, and must, the ultimate source uh, of truth is the nature and character of God and all the attributes of God. Get that? The ultimate source of all truth must be based on the nature and character and attributes of God. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Help me here. Nothing that is true can contradict the nature of God. Understand that, right? I see some people nodding their head. Nothing that contradicts the nature and character of God. Truth is, cannot, truth does not contradict the nature and character of God. And so is lying wrong. Why? Because it's, it's, because it's contrary to God's nature. So when someone says, I don't know what the truth is, just take this, just simple little three or four questions here. If it, if it contradicts the nature and character of God, then it's not true. Lying contradicts the nature and character of God. I know some people say, well, that was just a little white lie. Look, sin is sin. No matter where, what do you call it, color, color as you put it, and how big you put it, how small, it's still sin. And it was that sin that put Jesus Christ on that cross. And we want to minimize when someone doesn't tell the truth. I want people to be held to the truth. I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm, I'm part of a lobby group in Washington, D.C., Awake America organization. Some of you know the good people. You know, I was talking to a congressman just a few weeks ago up here in Pasco, Washington. We had a radio program every day for veterans. And we brought up to see what is truth, and we, we brought this very idea. And it seems like now the thing to do is to a lie about someone else to get elected, you must do character assassinations rather than what the truth is. I don't want to hear somebody get elected for any office because they can assassinate someone else's character better than another guy can. Yeah, I see some smile, but you're seeing what's happening? It's character assassinations instead of saying, this is what I did, and this is what I have done, and this is what I live. I want someone like that. I'm someone who's going to tell you my first day in the office is that I'm going to get down on the floor of that house of representatives and I'm going to get down and call out to God that God will clean this place up. This is not a political campaign. I just say, I want the truth. Yet we become intolerant of the lack of truth. I want the truth. Always have the truth. So... Truth cannot, be, cannot contradict the nature and character of God. Lying is wrong because it contradicts the nature of God. So then you come back, who is God? <laughs> who is this God? Oh, well, we can't make God in our own image. Who is God? Hey, we need to be made in God's image. That's what we need to be made. God is the divine creator who created the universe. Everything out there, he is the I am that I am. That means forever and forever he is God. Somewhere, God created it all. And it took 6,000 years or 30,000 years or billions of years, God created it. But man wants to de-exist God, and what man wants to do is elevate himself up on the throne of God to make judgment on other people. 
And then to do that, many times they resort to a false truth, a non-truth. Today, the millennial generation almost categorically reject truth, the absolute truth. I'd love to see somewhere in our public schools where we can see a Bible club that says we believe in the truth and we're going to study the truth. Now, some schools, you can't, you're allowed to get release time if you're in a public school. Some schools, you can't even do that because you want to know the truth. And then I want to tell my, my kids don't, <laughs> I want to say, I want to tell some of my teachers that I had that I have the truth. I know, I thank God I had a lot of good Christian teachers. And we went to the same school, obviously. And uh, we, had, we had some very good teachers. And, and if they didn't tell us the truth, they would be eliminated. But so what we got to do is now we got professors across the universe, across our uh, United States who tell what is pragmatic rather than what's biblically right. But pragmatism is not a source of truth. Just because it sounds good, it makes people laugh sometimes. It might get people elected somewhere because you don't tell the whole truth. Friends, we cannot live in a day where we reject truth and we reject authority and we reject absolute truth because if you reject truth and if you reject absolutes and you, la and you reject uh, authority, what's going to result down to? You reject absolute truth, absolute authority, and, uh, and, and, absolute, and any kind of absolutes, it's going to turn down to a meltdown to relative morality. You see what's happening? You got a spiral that goes down and down and down. So we got a culture today that morality is relative. Not me. And I don't know what I would do if I saw someone going in there with my. I say, how many grandkids I got now? <laughs> uh, uh, one, two, three, three, four. Yeah, four. Four little girls and three boys. I don't want no one who cannot accept truth as and that science says men only, women over here, and then say, well, I feel like I'm a man this day so I can do this, or I feel like a woman this day I can do this. I don't want that. Not with my little girls in there. And I pray that God will get our country back on the track of the truth. I am the truth, the life. So the truth does have absolute authority. The truth has, does have absolutes. And the truth, the Bible, the Word of God, does have some absolute morality. There is a right and there is a wrong. And it's not based on feelings. And uh, you know, if we continue down the road, what did we look at the self-destructive behaviors of Rome and that's where it brought us to. And history does repeat itself. We've got a generation that's uh, it's, uh, accepted unbelief, impure music. Call it music, <laughs> it's noise. <laughs> but you can't improve on Amazing Grace. I mean, I, to me, that's the song of my testimony, the Amazing Grace that God reached down and took a guy out of the projects child of a bartender, and got me to become a doctor and preacher. God did some miracles because I accepted the truth. 
And God can change your life and give you hope. You can't keep going down the road of rejecting truth and expect God to bless it. There are some absolutes. But men today, their attitude is, they say, when I say men and men, the human race, I want what I want. Well, whether it's wrong or right, friends, that doesn't enter in. Some people just said, I want what I want. And then you reject that. Then I want to be satisfied. That's even a higher reason why I want what I want, because I want to be satisfied. Then you go on there, and I want what I want because it makes me feel good. Okay, yeah. And I want to have a purpose. Okay, that all sounds good. So that means it's okay for me to go out there and do things that hurt other people. But see, all these things I want, so therefore, that's what I, I'm telling you, that's what I want. No, we can't base truth on just our, we can't base our, our actions just based on our feelings. There must be an absolute moral compass which we've got to abide by. And that moral compass says, I want to please God. We're, we're losing that. I want to please God. I want to obey God. And I want to glorify God. Well, that's just what you believe. Well, it, try throwing that out, that I don't want to please God, I don't want to obey God, and I don't want to glorify God. Throw that out and see what happens to your family. Yeah, because then you lost all moral absolutes. And how can you have a family that has no moral absolutes at all? There is a way, there is a truth, and there is a life. We can't base our, our families can't based on what we saw on TV and some television movie. We can't base our family on impure thoughts. We can't base our, uh, our family on, on um, social media out there. I, don't even, I couldn't even care less what goes on there. And we can't base our, 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 our um, truth on what we read in some magazines out there. Porno magazines, I've never read impurity magazines. We can't base our families on that. We can't base what's on some of these television shows, on these cable televisions. How are we going to continue to ask God, God bless America at the same time we want to throw out the truth to very God? You can't do that. Friends, what we need, <laughs> I'm saying for us here in this church, we need some good godly friends. I, I need to be in church. We all need to be in here because here we've got godly friends who said, I believe in the truth, the way, and I know I've got the life that comes with it, eternal life. Friends, tonight, if today, if you're going to have the truth, you better have some godly friends and clean up your mind. How do you clean up your mind and then those impure thoughts? There's a whole lot of stuff I can shut off that cable television because most of it is out there outside is not based on pure thoughts. It's for the lust of the flesh, the lust, even the commercials, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life. God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. Hey, we need godly entertainment. <laughs> That's what we need. We need godly friends. We need pure thoughts. We need godly entertainment. And friends, above everything else, we need to be accountable to this moral compass. When you throw out the moral compass you have, what are you going to have? A breakdown of the family. And you're going to have a breakdown of a culture, and we are destroyed from within more than we're destroyed from without. And no nation is ever destroyed, uh, never destroyed from out without first being destroyed from within. We need the truth. We need some account accountability. 
and we need the love for each other. I, <laughs> I may not agree with you. You may not agree with this book, but you're going to know this. Dr. Valliard's going to love you. I'm not condemning anyone. I love you. I love everyone out there. I had sat next to someone for three hours on an airplane yesterday. It didn't take long, but I knew I didn't agree with him. I gave him a track, and he started reading it through, and then he told me all his medical woes and so on, and, I, and then the bottom line is he could not accept the truth right here. This is the truth. And, friends, if you're going to have truth, you're going to have a love for others. If you have truth, you want to please God, and you're going to want to obey God, and you want to glorify God. Friends, as a Christian, as a Christian, someone who, who believes this truth over here, what will happen? You'll say, God is enough for me right here. God is enough. God is omniscient, isn't he? God knows everything. He sees everything. Nothing is hidden from God. Pretty soon we're going to find the same thing with our cell phones. They're tracking everything you're doing. Nothing is hidden. <laughs> they know where you went, where you are. My wife said, I know where you are. <laughs> She's got this little app on her phone, and she said, now I know every place you're going. I praise the Lord. I want that kind of accountability. But God knows where I'm at, too. And we ought to have that kind of accountability. God is omniscient. God is all-knowing. And friends, God is real. He's not up there and out there somewhere in outer space. God is there. And only God can really satisfy the longing of your soul. We have rejected that. Today, we look at, we're living in a generation today where the ultimate source is rejecting the nature and character and being of God. Uh, millennials today, I say, have rejected truth, lack authority, lack absolutes, and uh, relative morality. There are no absolutes. There's uh, no absolute authority. In fact, very denying the very authority they, they are existing by. Uh, and uh, friends, we've got to get back to the place where the ultimate source of all truth is the nature and character of God. We've got to get to that point. God cannot lie. And when we can make it so God's lying to us, then we'll eventually lie to ourselves too. God cannot lie. Nothing can be true that contradicts the nature of God. So God made man, he made male and female, and this, this is what God made, all right? Now, we want to we wanna accept a philosophy that's totally contrary to what God made. Start acting like an animal pretty soon. They'll put you in a place where you might have to be chained up. <laughs> but, no, but, when, but that's not happening. Now we're saying, well, that's just how he feels so he can act out his feelings. So we cannot discipline Johnny in a public school because he's acting out his feelings. What kind of truth is that? How many here remember when you were when you're younger? There was such thing as a little. They had a little paddle. How many times did you get the paddle? <laughs> well, you're not the only one. You're not alone here this morning. The rest of us might not be all telling the truth. <laughs> you see, we had some we had correction, but now anything goes because it feels. That's what you feel. Feelings are not a source of intelligence. Lying is wrong because why? Why is lying wrong? You can lie to yourself. You can lie to others. Why? They say, well, that's just how you feel. No, lying is contrary to the nature and character of God, so it's wrong. This is our compass right here, the nature and character of God. So how can you tell me it's, it's okay to lie? It's contrary to nature and character of God. So then you come back and, who is God? 
The Bible tells us in the beginning, God created the male, uh, created the earth. God created male and female. Didn't create, <laughs> uh, we want to redefine uh, the female as Steve and, uh, and Adam is the, also the male and, uh, and Steve is the, also the female. That's totally contrary to the nature and character of God. We cannot make God into our image, but we try to do. We try to, we try to make God down to our image, but friends, we need to be made into God's image. That's why when we hide the word of God in our heart, meditate on this, memorize this, this book will transform your life and give your life full of purpose and meaning. Today, the millennial generation have rejected truth, have lack authority, relative morality, and all that boils down to self-destructive behaviors. Why have we got such a high rate of overdose deaths? My wife was an ER, ER nurse. It's terrible to hear how many people uh, on a Friday night or Saturday night come into an ER room because of overdoses. Yeah, when you violate God's law and God's truth, you'll bring out self-destructive behaviors. Self-destructive behaviors is never good for anyone, even for the person, under the person, and never and the, the parents who get hurt from the child who forms these self-destructive behaviors. I've watched some, boy, I don't know what in the world, I still can't figure out why young people want to go out there and cut themselves. That's demonic. And they say, well, it makes me prove that I'm a man. You can't stand pain, but look, I can cut myself. And he digs himself with a little pocket knife. It can't be that way. That's not true. You need the truth today. And today, man has rejected the truth, and that brought discontentment, the fruit of discontentment, anger, and anxiety. And that is bringing us to a place we are right now. There is despair all across our country. Despair. Despair, the motion of hopelessness. Hopelessness. I got hope right here because I got the word of God. But hopelessness, what is the fruit of the fruit of hopelessness? The fruit of hopelessness is self-destructive behaviors. And um, equality comes to, has come to mean that every man could do whatever is right in their own eyes. No, no, that's not right. That's not truth. And that kind of thinking, when you twist the truth, what will happen? It'll bring us despair and it'll bring us to a self-destructive behavior today. Friends, we need the truth. The truth. I think of some guy years ago, some of you remember this famous quote, he said, he said, I am the greatest. And, uh, yeah, and he said, I am the astronaut of boxing. Joe Lewis and Jack Dempsey were just jet pilots. I'm in my own world. Now, you know who I'm talking about. Some of you figured this out. It's, he said, it's hard to be humble when you're as great as I am. I'm so fast that last night I turned on the light switch in my hotel room and I was in bed before it was dark. It's... A, but people believe this kind of stuff. And, and we don't want to hold people to the fact checkers. Would you let this preacher get up here and not hold to the fact checker right here and we'll crucify him. These were all claims by this famous guy years ago. 
The Bible speaks of one who did come from heaven. He was greater than Solomon. And who's this great one? Yeah, Jesus Christ. And he not just did it, he proved it. When he rose from the dead. Wow. Anyone here ever been to Israel? Yeah. Life-changing. When I went into the garden tomb, and someone said, you know, when they buried him in that garden tomb, where's the garden tomb? You know where it's at? There's a place called Gehenna. That's the garbage dump. Now it's a bus station over there in Jerusalem. But it's a garbage dump. So when they crucified Jesus Christ on Golgotha, you had to only walk a couple hundred yards and throw the body into the dump. But someone said, I'm going to take this Jesus and I'm going to put him in that garden tomb. And then you take a, a stone and it's not just, you know, a 48-inch tire. We're in about, about a 96-inch 90, and about a two feet thick stone. And then, then say Jesus, after he was crucified, bled to death, and spoke not a word, and buried, and put into the tomb, then you're going to say he moved it away. Only God can move it away. And then comes out, and he is, tells the world that I am the light of the world. Friends, he not only said it, but he proved it by raising from the dead. The Pharisees objected his testimony as self-serving. Um, Jesus replied to the, saying, the Father hath sent me. God the Father sent Jesus Christ. And he said in Matthew 3.17, here's what he said. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. We know who God is. God the Father said, this is my beloved Son. The Pharisees then asked him, where's your Father? And they probably looked around to see if Jesus would point to someone in the crowd, but no. So he said, I and my Father are one. Yeah. Gently. And kindly, he mentioned that if they had listened to his teachings, they would have received him as the truth, but the world wants to reject the truth to go to the pragmatic route they're going, and the pragmatic route is leading to self-destruction. I pray for our country. I'm not saying I'm a politician by any means, but I certainly got enough times on Capitol Hill. We have an office, I say an office, Wake America, we have an office right next door to the Supreme Court. Anytime I can to go out there and try to witness to someone or just go pray with them. I like Chuck Harding. We'll, we'll just walk in from door to door and say, uh, can I pray for you? You know, it's amazing. Even some unregenerate people, congressmen, um, senators will say, come on in. We need prayer. We do need prayer. And we need God today. Uh, today, we, we are... We're wondering, who is Jesus? Who art thou? Who art thou? Well, we know he is. He said in John 6, 35, I am the bread of life. Friends, without any food, what happens? You starve. Jesus gave us the food to keep us from going into self-destruction. The word of God. He did, he, he gave us the truth. And he says, I am the way, the truth, the life today. Friends, can we continue rejecting the truth? The power of the truth has the power to change lives. If we would just turn our heart to Jesus Christ today, God can turn your life around and give you total purpose and meaning. I don't know what kind of trials you're going through. 
I just know our nation is going through a metamorphosis that fearfully we may totally reject all sources of truth in a source of pragmatism. Truth cannot be pragmatic. Truth is right here in this word. You can accept this truth or you can reject it. I can tell you if you'll accept this truth, meditate on it. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. God will help you get over those sins that has got you wrapped around and, and entangled with the world. God can untangle those messes from the past. God can forgive you of your sins if you would just come to him. 